Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have with me Dana L'Oreal Morales, and she is the holistic process strategist and owner of The Happiness Bucket. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Yeah, this is her second appearance on the show. And I wanted to have her back because she has literally been like blowing my mind up every week and like just uh, inserting these like crazy, like organization knowledge bombs into my brain every single week. And I wanted all of you to be able to have that experience and soak up her knowledge and her expertise. So today we're going to talk about how to organize your home business and personal life to set yourself up for success. People didn't listen to the previous episode. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. Obviously my name is Dana L'Oreal Morales. I am a full-time project manager. I'm a certified project manager for a law firm by day. And I like to say I then put on my cape at night and become the holistic process strategist for the everyday person. So my audience is typically solopreneurs and side hustlers who are solopreneurs as well, because that is exactly what I am. So I understand that clientele and their needs. So it's really about helping them have holistic balance within their business and their life and their business, their homes and their personal lives. Uh, That's where the holistic part comes from, because you as a solopreneur, you have a lot of hats And so you have to put all of them on at various times. So that is pretty much what I do. I am a mom of an eight-year-old, rambunctious eight-year-old going on 40. (laughs) And I'm married as well. So um, I get it all. I I understand. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. And Dana is literally just a ray of sunshine in my life. So that is why I I just can't say enough (laughs) good things about her. Um, But I know that, well, let's say we know, like you and I know that my life is a mess. So, <laughs> see, I shouldn't be, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not nodding my head at that. <laughs> um, but we know that my inbox is a mess. We know that my, uh, everything is a mess. My office is a mess. My, all of the things are a mess. And it's because I have three kids and the business and the husband in the house and the, all of the things that, you know, to take care of, but you have a way of like breaking it down for us. So that way we can like literally understand like the bigger picture and then understand the little parts and then organize Mm -hmm. them in order to get the stuff done. So yeah. I love it. I love it because every time I talk to you, I get new ahas of, you know, little moments to share. And I mean, it's, it's so helpful for me, but it's hilarious because as much as you say, I help you, you help me as well. Just, you know, sometimes you just need to hear from the people that you're talking to, to know that, Hey, it is working for me. You know, I know it works from, for my clients, but when I'm just talking to the general public that, you know, I'm just sharing nuggets is it is enjoyable to hear how it is impacting your life. So that's, yeah. That's appreciated. It truly is. And I am an organized Academy (laughs) member and I love all of the trainings in there. So that's an amazing, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but first let's talk about your home. What is like the best way to kind of organize your house? I mean, like, 
I know you break it down easily, but to me, it's like, oh my God, organizing my house. And I think of like all of the mess like yes. coming in. And, and you know, that's what a lot of people do. They think of the totality of the job or the totality of the thing. And that is so overwhelming to most people because you're looking at every room, every closet, every drawer, every single piece of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that encompasses your life. And the truth is, is that you're, you are doing yourself a disservice by doing that because there are so many nooks and crannies within your home and it'd be different. I think if it were just you and your physical space, because you can control everything that happens. And, and if there's a mess, you know, you did it, yeah. but most of us have children. Most of us have a spouse. And so when you start adding people to the equation, uh, that creates habit, right? So the first thing that I would suggest to anyone is, is stop stressing yourself out by looking at the the totality of the thing and really narrow down to one particular space. And when I say that, I'm not saying look at just one room. I'm saying, look at your desk, your desktop, you know, like if, if right now, if I, if I really focus on the desk that's in front of me, I have the desktop, I have a two desk drawers, I have a desk shelf. So really looking at that as four separate places Mm -hmm. and really harnessing in or focusing in on one of them and tackling that one area first. And even in tackling that, you know, say, okay, you know what, let me just focus on removing the garbage. You know, like that's just step one. Once you do that, then it's like, oh man, I see some relief. I'm getting excited. I'm seeing some change. Then say, okay, let's group the like things together, you know, and I'm oversimplifying, but I mean, that's exactly how I do it with clients is really just saying, okay, let's, let's back this up and let's not try to accomplish, you know, five years worth of mess into an hour. Like that's, that's not realistic. So I really try to get you to stop looking at everything at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. And when you said that your first piece of advice for people that have all of the havoc coming in, I thought you were going to say, make enough money to rent your own apartment. So you don't have to deal (laughs) with their stuff. No, (laughs) just kidding. You know, that's not a bad idea. (laughs) I know. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Ooh, she's going to tell us to rent. But you know what? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So in my home, I have my own office. And when, when we decided to set my office up, I said, you know, this is mommy's space. This is my space. It's special for me. And my daughter has slowly moved her way in here, you know, and I think that that's normal for everybody who either works outside of their home or has dedicated space in their home is that your family, you know, your family wants to be part of your life. Your family wants to be part of really your business too. They want to understand what is it that you do and you're spending so much time here. I still want to be around you. I want to be in your, in your atmosphere. And so you may see that that happens throughout your space, or even if you've dedicated some space to yourself. So just understanding that and, and working to make that more of a unified space, unless you're absolutely like, no, yeah, (laughs) there's not going to be my desk in here for my daughter. There's not going to be, you know, yeah. And you can have that limitation or that boundary and that's fine, but making sure everybody understands that boundary is important as well. So, I mean, there's so much in, in most people, when I hear them talking about home organization, they try to lump, just like when we try to address it, we try to address too much at one time, the same when I'm hearing people talk about it, we oversimplify how to do it. 
And it, there are so many little pieces and so many little nuggets of information that it is really hard to encompass it into a small bucket of information. So just being able to understand that there are those navigational pieces that you have to give yourself time and grace to comprehend and, and to really embrace in your particular environment, because everybody's environment is different. Yeah. And it's, I guess everybody, like everybody's environment's different, how many people they have, their space, their, there's so many variables, what they do in that space. So many variables. Like, yeah, yes. it, it's just incredible, but. And how you work, you know, mm-hmm. like some people like they're very visual. And so if they, if there's too much stuff in the space, they can't be creative. They can't really, you know, is it clutters their mind. Um, others, if it's too clean, they can't focus. They can't, function properly. If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. You know, there's so many little personality traits that affect how you organize and and how you succeed in your organization as well. So just taking somebody else's um, organizational structure and trying to pick it up and place it into your environment. A lot of people do that. Like that is number one thing that I see people doing. That's the wrong thing to do because you aren't taking their variables and plucking it in with it. Right. Yeah. And so um, you're like, oh yeah, these, the, and I always use the example of these containers look great. And oh, this is going to look really good in my room. And so then I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it in my space. Cause I saw it in a magazine and it yeah. looks so good. And then you get it here and you're like, but it's not working. It, yeah. it just doesn't work. And you're like, no, it, there's nothing wrong with the container is that you are trying to pick that up and use that system that they established in your space and it doesn't suit your space or the way that you work. And so for you, it is a fail, right? Because it's just not going to work because you didn't incorporate your process and your needs into that environment. Yeah. So that's what we like to call in Organized Academy that is a beautification stage item. And that's not supposed to be done until the fourth stage. So most people are doing that beautification stuff first because it's the fun part, right? It's the exciting part. And, oh, I want to, ooh, rose gold is out, you know? And you go and buy that basket because it's so pretty, but you have no idea where you're going to use it or how you're going to use it or if you even need it. Yeah. And so your system by at the point when you picked that basket up and took it to TJ Maxx's uh, checkout line. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shade to TJ Maxx's. I absolutely love them. But the minute you picked that up and bought it, you, your system or your process or whatever it is failed because mm-hmm. you started doing that before you even knew what you needed it for yeah. or yeah. where it was going to be living in your environment. And so that, you know, I try to encourage, because <laughs> that's all I can do, uh, my community not to do that and to do the stages in order so that they're setting themselves up for success. And then once you get that system developed, you can then buy all the pretty things that make sense for your environment. And, it, and that, that's where we're leading to purposeful spending. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's feeling this right now, but I feel like you like follow me around in my real life. <laughs> And you're like, oh, she's going to do it. She's going to fail. Hold on. Look, don't do it. Pulling the card out. Nope. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My mom is so funny because like you, I do this to her and Mm -hmm. I have the same conversations with her and she'll say, do you like this? You know, and I keep focusing on baskets because that's just the easy thing. But like, do you like this basket? And I'm like, it's pretty. 
Yeah. But what, where are you putting it? What yeah. are you using that for? And she will just kind of look at me, yeah. <laughs> glaze over. Like, She's like, you make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So we've done that so often that now she will literally call me after she's gone shopping or whatever. She's like, I saw a pretty basket today, but I didn't get it. Cause all I could hear you saying is where are you going to put it? Oh, I put it back. So, I mean, it's training, right? You're yeah. in training. And it's understanding that I am like that person sitting on your shoulder. And I'm like, now come yep. on, Amanda. <laughs> I think we need to have an app. That's like all of these things that Dana says. And like, we'll say, where are you going to put it? And then we'll push the button right as we're getting to the checkout. Right. And right. Like, Oh, she's right. And then we'll go put it back. <laughs> put that back. Just go on. Dang, exactly. You know I, mean? <laughs> I totally need this. Don't click that button. Right. Like, like I need that. On, <laughs> I need that for the computer too. Don't. Don't put that right. in your cart. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a whole nother service. By yeah, way. that's a whole nother. <laughs> um, but okay, so we've kind of got a little bit of the home down. Like you kind of broke down that like really important part of like removing the trash and just focusing mm-hmm. on one, even though it's like one area, like your desk, you broke it down into different compartments, which I love. Mm-hmm. And it makes it seem a lot more doable than my imagining my gigantic house with all of the rooms and all of the things. Let's talk about business. And this is probably my favorite part because Mm -hmm. there's so much to organize in your business that you didn't even know about. There is so much. And most solopreneurs don't even know, you know, 5% of it. And that's the that excites me, not because they don't know, but because I see that as an opportunity for growth for everybody. And, you know, especially depending on where you are in your business from the very beginning person who's just starting that really is green to the person who's been in business for four or five years and just never knew they needed to put this process into their business. And that that would save them four hours during their day, you know, or four hours during their week by just making one small change, you know, and that is the exciting aha moments that I see that it's just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) That is totally me. I'm the second person and I've been like blown away. Like the email organization, I'm not as good at deleting emails as I should Mm -hmm. be. Like I hang on to them, like for some reason. Like I'm well, going to need that like AppSumo email in two years about, you know, some sale that's done, not even relevant anymore, but I like to keep it. But you know what, in the email course within the Academy, one of the things that we actually address, and I'll just kind of pepper this out there is that you don't have to delete necessarily. It depends on the process that you establish. Mm-hmm. So I am not a zero inbox person. I am not because I'm like, I just... Uh, there are too many that come in during the day and considering that I have three different mailboxes, you know, you think about, I work a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I have my business. I have my personal life. So really I have three different mailboxes. And so if I tried to keep everyone at zero, yeah, no, mm -mm, I can't do it. So I've established a process by which you don't have to worry about that. And for those who have that, that mindset of, oh, I may need this in two years, guess what? We have a process. Now, I'm not saying that is to keep emails forever, but it's to gradually get you past that point. So um, just a, as a high level, if you have what, what I like to call a command center and you're moving things over into specific categories within that command center, when the two-year mark hits, it's going to 
it's going to fall off and you're not even going to have to deal with it because you set certain processes up in your environment that cleanse that it's a self-cleansing system. You know, I talk about that all the time Mm -hmm. about developing those self-cleansing systems. And so that's what, you know, I teach people to do because who has time, (laughs) all those freebies that you signed up for and never looked at, and Mm -hmm. they put you on a mailing list do you have time to really go back and read the person who's sending, you know, two, three emails a day? No. Right. And so it's like to go in and even delete those items can be time consuming. And so understanding that I'm like, "Mm -mm. let's develop a system to address that from the top. It is time consuming. And Mm -hmm. the freebie thing, that's a whole nother thing, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole nother episode too. Um, but it is really difficult. I do like that Google has added that little, like unsubscribe, like you haven't read any of these emails. Would you like to unsubscribe? And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. You know? Um, but I've realized that if you don't remember like your password, if there was like a login and password and they require you to unsubscribe or like log in to unsubscribe, then you're screwed. Yeah. Like, and can I just get on this soapbox for a second? Because, you know, specifically for our solopreneurs who have, you all should have an email management system, right? But that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But on that, you know, hopefully these tools and these systems will have a way so that when you unsubscribe, if somebody on your list wants to unsubscribe, they should not have to put in their email address. They shouldn't have, like, it should automatically know who they are. And yeah. that drives me nuts. Cause it's like, oh, you want to unsubscribe? Well, I'm going to make you jump through some hurdles yeah. <laughs> to yeah. do this thing. So, I mean, that's nothing that, I mean, I guess we can control it based on the tools we use, but if you haven't gotten your EMS, look for how do they unsubscribe people? Cause that is a pet peeve of mine. And that's the quickest way to get on a block list. Yeah. in my world. Cause I'm yep. like, if you're asking me to do that, I don't want this and I don't remember, and I'm not going to take 30 minutes to try to figure it out. So guess what? Mm-hmm. Blocked. Yeah. Spam, that's what I do too. Know? Yep. Yeah. And with, I think it's convert kit. I feel like it's convert kit. The one that like asks you why you're unsubscribing every time and it's optional, but it doesn't seem like it's optional. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, these people with this convert kit, like it drives me nuts. I'm like, just take it off. I know. I'm like, I'm not your ideal audience. I don't want to yeah. hear it. Like, you like, know, don't care. Yeah, exactly. Job. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, and that's another thing. Like if someone unsubscribes from your email list, let it go. It's a self cleansing system. They're not your ideal audience. Yes. And that's the, I mean, I think that's the key because in one of the conversations that I have, I talk about the cleansing, the decluttering of your email list. Like that's a perfect process that, you know, to talk about. And, you know, a lot of people have this connection to their 500 person email list or their thousand person email list. But my question to you is how many of that number are actually active in your community? And the truth is specifically, I'm going to use that, that 500 mark, right. Using that as kind of the callus here. So a lot of the systems set either 500 or a thousand as that limit before you go to the next the next level in their system. So if if you're on the free system, for example, and you have 501 people, all of a sudden you jump into a paid 
play plan automatically, yep. right? But let's say 250 of those people aren't active. <laughs> they never <laughs> not, read any of your emails, right? Don't read any, never open them, don't interact, nothing, right? So now you're paying for something unnecessarily. So I'm like, why wouldn't you cleanse your system? And mm-hmm. there is a whole process for cleansing your system, right? So you're giving them opportunities to change their mind or to say, hey, do you still want it? You know? Yeah. And so go, after going through that, so from, from the process, just for conversation's sake, you start with step one, you're identifying it a month to six weeks later is when you actually hit that delete button. Right. Mm-hmm. So that if they have not responded to your communications within those, that six week period, let them go because yeah. you don't want to have to pay for people that are not your people. Or aren't ready and they could be your people, but just aren't ready to commit. And at that point it is, they can always sign back up. Yep. Exactly. So there's a lot of changing the mindset. Yeah. And there's a lot of technical things that go into that too. Like Mm -hmm. I deleted about 600 people off of my email list at one point because they hadn't read any of my emails for like six Mm -hmm. months. And I was like, you Mm -hmm. know what? Let me let them go. Yeah. And then my, my open rates went from like 10% to like 30%. Yes. And people yeah. don't realize how it affects your mm-hmm. analytics, how it affects everything that you do. Cause if you're basing it on, you know, if you're looking at your email open rates, which a lot of people don't even know to do, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at that, that helps you determine what is really working in your audience and where you need to put your attention. Yeah. So th- those extra people on your list are jacking that number up. Whereas it's skewed. You don't really know if, you know, email A was the one that really you need to focus on versus, you know, email D, you know, yeah. I always say A and one and two and jack it up, but y'all yeah. get my point yeah. of just, you know, which one really was the one of interest. Yep. It definitely yeah. makes a difference. And it also increases your trust with the email provider, like, you know, mm-hmm. whoever your email management system is it also increases your level of um, authority kind of yes. with them like yeah. your lack of spamminess mm-hmm. so, so i mean we're too. talking about emails right now but honestly within your business ecosystem there are so many processes and tools and and decluttering that has to be done or should be done in your environment as a business. I mean, most people, you know, we were recently having a conversation with someone about the accounting side, you know, they were looking at taxes and what they should do as a new business owner. And that led to so many conversations about process specific stuff in your business that it's like, if you haven't done these basic steps, you got to backtrack and, and get those done first before you even worry about these at the end, because all of that affects, you know, the tax rate, all of that affects, should you go out and and get this resource or not? And you won't know those things unless you start putting the right processes in place. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, Dana has a process for everything (laughs) (laughs) and almost all of it is in organized Academy. And if it's not, She'll put it in there. We'll put it in there. I was about to say, I don't necessarily have processes for everything, but we can break it down, you know? Um, Exactly. Organized Academy is really a community resource. That's how I like to look at it, of Mm -hmm. just providing people with 
the ability to get the answers that they need. And and one of our members called it the organizing hub. Like this is the organizing hub. And if there's something that you're trying to do, more than likely somebody else has tried to do it in the past. And so we've had conversation about that or, or training regarding that. And so that's available. But let's say you get in there and there's nothing for what you're trying to do. I have a, the availability of you reaching out to me and I'll jump on a call. Amanda knows I'll just, okay, here, let me go get that for you and I'll plug it in. Yeah. Um, so we'll either do a webinar for the entire community and we'll just use your case study as the topic, or we will, you know, I'll do that offline and just put it out in the community as a release and just say, hey, this is available if you need it. Um, so there's a lot of different avenues and ways to get help in Organized Academy. Um, and I wanted to re- remove the um, barrier to entry for yeah. people, you know, and the scariness of it. Because as this person that you're hearing or seeing, I'm, I'm not sure if this is just audio or video audio, is me. Like, this is the, <laughs> yeah, we laugh, we have fun. Like, there's yep. no dumb questions. There's no, you know, if I don't know, I'm not going to act like I know. I'm just going to say, oh, I don't know, but let's figure it out together, you yeah. know, and and try to go things that route. So I love my members. <laughs> and that is why we love you because you, you do. Like, if I'm like, Dana, what do I do about this? And you're like, oh, well, let's figure that out and I'll put it yeah. in the academy and then you'll just go and learn, you know, yeah. like <laughs> at your leisure. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing is, uh, you know, because I am a side hustler, I come from that mindset of everybody. We don't have time to sit and research something for hours, or I don't necessarily have time to log into this webinar at 12 o'clock or whatever time, because I've got 20 other things I've got to do. So having these available for people to watch on demand is important and being able to do it in short increments of time. So I know it's sometimes difficult for me to sit through an hour long training not only for my mental sake, but also just from an attention, people grabbing me type of thing. So I do try to have trainings that are somewhere between, I will say five to 20 minutes. Um, That's where majority of them are, or they're easily, they're they're what I like to call mindset briefings, which may be longer in nature, but it allows you to just stop it and come back to it and be fine. But like the action steps that are there, they are designed in a way that take you from step one through whatever the step is to complete that item, right? So it's easier to say, okay, I've got 30 minutes. I can tackle something and get it done. And if you are not an organized Academy member, it is not only addressing business. So I know we've talked a lot about business and organized Academy, but it also addresses home. It addresses business and it addresses personal life. Yes. And, um, I know Dana's working on uh, a challenge right now as we're recording this, um, that's coming up, but it will be available forever. Right? Yes. Yes. So, okay. The challenge, let's talk about the challenge right quick, and then we can kind of jump back if we have time to talk about the other pieces. But Mm -hmm. the challenge, so January is Get Organized Month, uh, National Get Organized Month. So uh, every January, I kind of reboot our, um, I'm so excited, the Declutter Club Challenge. 
uh, is usually rebooted in January. Now you can do that challenge anytime during the year. I actually recommend doing it quarterly, um, but it's done in different ways. Once you get in there, you can kind of figure it out, but it is free to be part of the Declutter Club Challenge. So if one of your listeners is not an actual OA vault member, they can still participate in the Declutter Club Challenge. And that gives you a little flavor of how we break things down. And so the challenge, this is its sixth edition. And so each year we, the, the challenge has grown. So there are different categories of areas for you to tackle. And this is all focused on home. The Declutter Club Challenge right now, and I, I get excited about that, but right now it is focused mainly on home. There's a couple of business things that have been peppered in, uh-huh. but it takes, for example, sheets. Let's tackle our sheets and let's walk through how you do that the right way, right? And you take whatever time you need to tackle your sheets. Then the next one is towels. Then it keeps going category by category. So By the time you finish the challenge, you may not have covered every inch of your home, but you will have, number one, covered over 30 areas of your home. Number two, you will have the tools to help you do that throughout other areas of your home as well and other areas of your business and your life because all the concepts I use in the Declutter Club Challenge are regurgitatable Mm -hmm. in other areas, right? Because the, the foundational language that I use to help you in the decluttering is the same language I use and teach throughout the entire organized academy. And that's the five stages of organizing. So I really just walk you through applying those into the various areas. So when we're looking at the five stages of organizing, the declutter club challenge is helping to address the second stage, which is decluttering. And that's one of the hardest stages. And so, um, I'm excited because we this year are for the first time adding in the Declutter Club podcast to accompany it. So um, all of our past members, when they were going through the challenge, they would have various questions and I would just answer their questions. Right. Um, We used to have a Facebook group. We don't have that anymore just because of this. We're just busy. And it was like, no, let's cut that out. Yeah. So you just have a direct way to, you know, you respond within the portal if you have questions or what have you. And, but the, the podcast is answering a lot of the questions that I get throughout the year of how to do something or just talking through the mindset of decluttering, because it can really put a strain on your mind sometimes, because there's just some mental Uh, hurdles that you have to go through and you have to tackle in order to get to the end, right? Of, you know, the emotional attachment that we have to our things. And so we kind of talk through some of those things and how I've tackled things in my own space, because trust, (laughs) having an eight-year-old, we went through all the levels, right? So you've got the baby, the toddler, you know, so that your emotional challenges shift with your children. Yeah. Shifts with your spouse. Yes, <laughs> It does as they grow through their life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you have a spouse who is um, attached to their things and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to really do some stuff in this house. And they're not, there mm-hmm. are some hurdles you have to uh, navigate through. And so we talk about those as well. Yeah. So the challenge is free, like I said, Um, And there are some little nuances or some additional information that is provided to vault members. 
So to get the full gamut, you definitely want to be a vault member, but you don't have to be, you can yeah, just yeah. sign up for the challenge and sign up for the podcast and you will have, you know, at least 50% of the content. I have to confess that I did do a little cheating and I went ahead and I looked at the, cause I want to wait for January, but at the same time, I can't like in my head, I'm like, oh, I want no, to go for it. Yes. So I looked at the towel one and the sheet one, which I think they're the first two. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went through those and the towel one I'm okay with, like, I would love to just throw all of my towels out and get new yeah. ones. Um, but the sheet Let them one, go. we're letting them go, go yeah. on to somebody else's. Yeah. The sheet one yeah. I am so challenged by because like, we're going to eventually like move two of our children up to the third floor. And then like, are they going to have a queen bed? Are they going to have a full size bed? Are they going to have a twin bed? Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Like, should I throw them away? Should I just get them new sheets when we're yeah. ready? Like all of these things go through my mind and I'm like, oh my goodness, Dana has the like, answer. I've got to make the navigation. So when are you planning on making this shift? Sometime like this year. Okay. Well, at this point, assume, so you're not sure you have extra sheets and you're not sure if you should let them go because you may be uh, moving to the thing. Okay. You fall into that category, which I need to, maybe I need to add that as a section in that, in that thing. Okay. But ultimately for, for that particular scenario, I would say put those items that currently are extras, but you're kind of in that holding pattern, Mm -hmm. put them together in either a box or in a section of wherever they're stored so that you can easily identify, don't use these right now. Mm -hmm. But at, at the point when you make that decision of what beds we're going to put in the space, if they don't meet that category, then, you know, just pull them out and let them go. Ooh, right. I love that. So you don't, you know, I, I always tell people put it in a box and tape it up and put a date on it. But I mean, in this particular scenario, if you have the space to store them, go ahead and store them and make sure those that are in the excess category are stored together and easily identifiable. Mm, I love it. And I love that sound that you made. Let that go. Yes. Oh. I mean, like that's, a, that's a mental shift, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the time when I'm talking to people like, you're going to make me get rid of, or I've got to throw, you know, that has a negative connotation. Just saying that I got to get rid of it. But if I'm saying I'm letting it go, I'm giving it freedom to leave my home. Right. And when we're letting things go, it doesn't mean it's no longer serving anybody else. It's just no longer serving you. And so I look at things like that. And I also say, find your, your agency or your donation special donation place, right? Because when I know I'm giving it, for example, I had a a client that was really like, had way too many towels and was really nervous about letting them go. And I'm like, okay, who can use towels? And so she identified an animal shelter. She's really big into animals and she found an animal shelter who needed towels. So once she figured that out, it triggered her and she was letting them go. I mean, it was freeing for her because it was like, okay, they're good. You know, they're perfectly fine towels. I just don't need them. Yeah. So let me find someone who really does. And so once you connect those two dots, Mm -hmm. it was a no brainer for her. And so it was, is really helpful for her to just let those go. So I love it. I think that's awesome. So I know we talked about the declutter club challenge, which is awesome and organized Academy. So if you're not signed up for either of those two, go ahead and do it, but let's go back and 
the last thing on our list to talk about is personal life. Yes. You're, I like to call this your soul, right? Mm -hmm. So as solopreneurs and as side hustlers, we are often pulled in so many directions and we are trying to do all the things, which is not possible. Let me just say that for the record, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to do all the things and be all the things to everybody. And it's important for us to insert some self-care into this whole organizational structure because unbeknownst to many people, it falls into the five stages just as much as everything else. And it's about really looking at the things that we are allowing into our space. And I'm not talking physical space necessarily, but it can be. Mm -hmm. But if you think of yourself as an entity, right? And I say, what am I allowing in my space, my, my bubble, right? What am I allowing in my bubble that is not serving me? And that is not helping, not serving what I'm trying to accomplish for myself. So I'm not talking about business. I'm not talking about my home. I'm talking about me as Dana. Mm -hmm. And so when we start really evaluating that, and I have a um, exercise that I like to take people through where it is a struggle for many women, (laughs) such a struggle to really strip that down and realize what really should, should I be focusing on for me? Cause we have a hard time. I mean, we are, we want to be, you know, I want my family to be happy. I want, and so our focus is always attuned to that. And I address this, or I brought it up in, or in the um, declutter club challenge, when I talk about underwear and socks, mm-hmm. because I mean, this is a perfect <laughs> example. How many women have panties or socks that have holes in them or have like, they're just worn out. And if we saw that on our spouse or on our children, we would quickly replace them, throw them out, whatever. But when it comes to us, we're sitting there dealing with it. Right. And I laugh at it when I see it, because I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. this is crazy, but we do this to ourselves, not only in those areas, but in all areas of our personal life. And so I address that with a lot of different things within, um, organized Academy and just in, in, um, webinars and, and one-on-one trainings that I do. I did find a solution for that problem. And it's an underwear subscription, by the way. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spill the beans here. So that Uh you, if you want to hear this story, like you have to join the clutter club and just go to that. (laughs) But but I tell my story and uh, every time I read it, it cracks me up, but that is my truth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Now I have to go in there right now after we get off of this recording. Um, I love it. And what is that yeah. lesson called? <laughs> oh, so it's I- the panty lesson. It's the okay. undergarment lesson. Okay. Okay. Totally going there after we're done. Um, Cause I can't not listen to it now. Yeah. Right away. But yeah, for the personal, I mean like in that, the personal training or the, the soul training that, that I take people through, literally I built that from my own experience. So mm-hmm. Um, just what I have done over the years and, and how I've progressed into who I am today, it all started with the exercises that I take people through and really learning themselves. So it is, if I say so myself, it is, a, it's an amazing journey and it really makes you think about things in a different way. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to do that one too. Yeah. I love it. And I love that you're here again. And I love that you're sharing all of this amazing 
knowledge and expertise with us again. So, oh yes, I love being here. You know, I love you, Amanda. So, yeah, <laughs> You're I feel stuck like with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I feel like we could literally do like ten different podcasts. Oh yeah, of the things that came up out of this episode. <laughs> you know, like yeah, there's like ten different things we could do. But yeah, um, so. I am very excited that you are here again and, you know, thank you again. So, yeah, you are welcome. And I'm so excited, Amanda, you can put your link down in the show notes, I guess, so that they'll know how to access everything. And, uh, I can't wait to meet your, your listeners over in the Academy and, or the declutter club, whichever one they decide to get involved in. Yeah. And where is the best place other than those two places to find you online, like where is your main hangout? My main hangout. So in all these locations, I'm going to tell you my handle is at Dana L'Oreal Morales, but I'm on Instagram. That's probably the place number one where I kind of hang out. Then, mm-hmm. then there is LinkedIn and Facebook. So those are the three. I don't do okay. the others. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So don't no look TikTok, at me. No, right, Snapchat, right. no, yeah, well, I don't yeah. know what else. And there I mean, is. there's little sprinkles, some of, but yeah, no, yeah. those are my three little places. Yeah. And then of course, dealmorales.com mm-hmm. is my main hub. That's my website yeah. um, where you can find me and all the things. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dana. And thank you. join the declutter club and OA Yay. Academy. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Mastering Google My Business to increase your revenue. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash learn GMB and you will be able to network with other business owners and learn all about the latest and greatest updates to Google My Business. See you there.